We have Brooke Pryor here for the Steelers. We've got Jay Williams coming in. He's a part of Get Up, Get Up, Get Up, Get Up, Get Up. Black and Abdallah. Bop, 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 bop. What's up, fellas? What's going on, Cap? Hey there, man. <laughs> How are you? Hey, Justin, what's going on? I just got <laughs> back from the beach. <laughs> Boy! <laughs> Let me tell you something about this Bears team. If they cannot get a first-round pick in 2024, no shot, my no friend. Shot. No, no shot, shot, buddy. No shot, man. I like the idea of Caribbean cap. Yes. <laughs> well, next week, it's what you'll get. I, you know what? Better show. He'll morph. Better show, actually. I'm just saying, you know what? He can take the show. I'm just going to just listen. I'm, I just no want to hear the shots, the entire time. I watched this Bulls game yesterday. Yeah. Let me tell you, the first half, hooray, Bulls. At yeah. the end. Not so good, my friend. No bulls. <laughs> but it's okay. We be jamming, man. <laughs> bulls, no bulls. Bulls or no bulls, man. <laughs> That'll be the new one. No more shot or it's no It's all shot. good, my friend, on the island. That's what I learned out there. Okay. Well, he's, yeah, he's totally yeah. going to come back. You know. You I know hope it. so. I hope so. That's a hell of a, that's a much better show than what we're doing every morning. I, I, I want Caribbean Cap with his jerk chicken. It's a, let me tell you, Jonathan, what my auntie used to tell me all the time, okay? <laughs> what did she, she say? She used yeah. to say to me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the <laughs> result on the field. <laughs> but it matters if you have the right front office. And I'm telling you right now, they are overmatched. Okay. They are overmatched right now. They cannot do anything. Check it out on the recap, man. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> I like the idea of him coming in smelling like jerk chicken and yes. rice and beans. I love that. He's I, eating with his hands. He's eating with his hands. Sudden. He's like, all of a sudden, hey, Cap, is that planting? What you got there? I love that. Cap and Jay are brought to you by Tropical Island. Any Tropical Island. Any place that's got jerk chicken. Just call, they're all called Tropical Island. All brought to you by Red Stripe. <laughs> is he still pumping out those uh, recaps on his trip? Of course he is. Is, is he? he really? Yeah. Where, he had have two I yesterday. He had really? Two. He had one after the Bulls game. How, how do you have a recap after the recap? I thought the recap was oh, the final no, word. He puts out multi, no, he puts out multiple recaps. He's oh, just capping man. the recaps? Yeah. Okay. All right. Can we just have like Caribbean cap for three hours? <laughs> that's a much better show. We're, we're joking, but you know Monday. That's what's going to happen. It's uh, like the, you know, like I if you spend like a week in the South, you come back and you're like, listen, y'all. And you're like, wait, hold on but a yeah, second. Yeah, absolutely. What just happened? Yeah. Happened to me with Austin. Yeah, after, like, after a few days in Austin, you, like, you just, what's up, y'all? You don't. And you start sounding like Cantu over there. Yeah, you don't do it like <laughs> intentionally, but it just happens. And then now Cap's going to come back with like the <laughs> hardest Jamaican accent. God, I hope so. I hope so. The Twitch chat yesterday said he'll also come back with like what the 13 year old girls do, where they come back with their hair braided. Yes. Where it's like, that's not right. He'll come back with one braid. He's got one like little, (laughs) like just little bead. (laughs) Look like the the young William sisters. Yeah. (laughs) A bunch of white beads everywhere (laughs) falling on the floor. (laughs) A man came over to me during the trip, Jonathan. He Uh said, Do you want to smoke some of this sticky? I said, No, shot man. I don't do the weeds anymore, man. Not for me. So much better. And then every day, we, our favorite caller would be Noel from the South Side from the cab. Yes. That's what he sounds like. Yeah. Noel. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Tell your brother I said hello. 
<laughs> he would replace Joey G. It'll just be Noel. Them going back and forth with their Caribbean talk. Oh my God, that's just a dream. I hope he comes back like that. No shot. I want to have that so bad. <laughs> AMC's upstairs. Let's get some Red Stripe going. <laughs> you need to have like a bunch of rum and, and Red Stripe for him. When he, just so he feels at home. Just so he feels welcome when he comes back. <laughs> oh, my God. It's pretty God. good, isn't it? It is great. It's, it's pretty it's good. great because we haven't had a Caribbean star doing sports radio. He's going to be that's so what, mad. That's when what I do, we want, man. Yeah. When I do that to him on Monday, oh. he's going to be so mad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't do that. Mon? No. <laughs> Listen, Mon. I'm just telling you, Mon. <laughs> I want that so bad. That's such a better show, Chris, isn't it? Oh, yeah. With the, with the, the well, thick accent and just me just listening. Yeah, I mean, no no offense. The normal show is a good show. I would, it just it would be fun to hear yes. it for yeah. once. I'm saying it myself, one, and I'm on day. the show. Yeah, one one day. Day. He gets serious to it. He says, let me tell you about Mike Clevenger. <laughs> Not on my team, Mon. Not in this day and age, Mon. You got to eat that money. It's better for the vibes. <laughs> I talked to someone that I know. He's got a Bob Marley shirt on. He's got like five Bob Marley shirts now. <laughs> Next time we all go to his house, he's going to have the beads instead of doors. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no doors. You just go yeah, through just, the beads. You walk through beads. And like the tapestry of like, Bob Marley. That's some beads. What's that going on? And why is there a big lion on town he's in your front door? La- he set up a lava lamp. <laughs> why is there a big lion on your front door? What is that all about, Cap? What are you doing there? My God. My God. What is so going what, on here? What type of tattoo do you think he gets after this Jamaican trip? Well, it starts with the big lion. The yeah. big lion yeah, on his back. Big line, the big yeah, lion. big lion on his back. The middle of his back. Yes. And then sure. uh, right. he's going to get some form of like Buffalo Soldier tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Soldier. Oh, he's got like the three little birds on his arm. <laughs> Basically, just every. He's got, he's got a Bob Marley greatest hit track list just on his back. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to Ravinia to check out Bob Marley. Why would you do that? I think there's a reason why. I always be telling Mindy, no woman, no cry. Always be telling Mindy. I say, listen, my wife. Oh, my God. She is the best, but no woman, no cry. Who's your baton? <laughs> oh, my God. The whole music thing vibe would change on this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> no woman, no cry. I gave right. Jay Moore a new soundtrack for you. Jay Moore, where is my Fuji's? <laughs> where, where is my Fuji's? He wants Wyclef out of every break. Wyclef <laughs> John. I will be That's gone till want. November after this. Like me, me and Wyclef. <laughs> we both gone till November, my friend. I'm just telling you, Wyclef's one of my closest friends. <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> I would love that, man. That's what's missing. Because you you know what happens then is then Shay jumps in and he says, all right, Cap, name us one song from Wyclef John. And and then there's just silence. Yeah. Then there's nothing. Over. There's nothing there. No, yeah. it's not. He'll come back 15 minutes later with the song because he yeah. looked it up on yeah. Google yeah. during the break. Oh, did you hear of this one? <laughs> By the way, Snorling. Yeah. And that's, Take that! And the reason why, because the mystery is, is that it's not just Cap and I. It's it's me, Cap, and his entire Rolodex of people on his phone. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, just yeah, texting yeah. him stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Didn't we do the? Uh, we, never, we, we never do the show together. We it's had always, to do the. Um, it's always a very busy bedroom. Whenever yeah. we did the the uh, <laughs> the um, the trivia, we had to, hand. we yeah. had to take all of his devices away. That was that rule was for him. 
Well, yeah, that Danny because he used to get alerts on his phone, yeah. and he would look oh. around his watch, and he would look at his watch to get answers. Uh, that's that's where I think ninety percent of the angst when it comes to you and me. That's where it comes from. It's those who are listening who don't like us who are then sending messages. Oh, you're pulling the curtain back? Okay. Well, uh, did you like, see how I oh. carefully said that? Yeah. Listen, he's got text. He knows that we're doing this right now. He might be yeah, listening. Yeah, oh, yeah. He might not be. Well, did you he see is. him last night? He was uh, he was liking tweets of ours last night during the show that yeah. had nothing to do with him, and he was not tagged. Yeah. He was just in the mentions liking, which then made me think that possibly yeah. on Twitter we were having debates with bots. Yeah. It's all I'm saying is that I, I thought it was interesting that people were going back and forth with us on Twitter about the Bears moving to Arlington Heights. Yeah. And then, like... Four or five mentions in, there's a cap like. It's like, well, how did he see that? Well, well, what's going on there? What? He's what's... a big mention creeper. <laughs> he is. Did I say too much, Shay? Did I go too far there? Mention creeper. Pop, 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 pop. What's Mon. up, fellas? What do you think, Shay? <laughs> Shay gets it. <laughs> go ahead, Shay. Go ahead. I do. I, I do get it. I was dying. <laughs> well, it was like he's on the beach for the Super Bowl, and I posted something about how everybody's going to focus on the holding penalty, and nobody's going to talk about how the Eagles lost that game themselves. And the first like on the tweet, David Kaplan. And the first thought in my head, go be on the beach, man. Go take the night off. Put the phone down. Go be on the beach. Well, see, so, so, so here's the thing. What happened in the crosstalk before he left? He says, "I'm." He said he stood right next to Adam and said, "I am going to have the phone and put it away." Yeah, he's I'm doing recaps. Gonna, but I'm saying, but I mean, yeah. he told you to your face that he wasn't going to do that. And I will again say that when you do that, that's not a vacation. No, when you, when you are always liking stuff and you're still doing work, you're just doing work at a different location. That's now, still like, not. That's still work. I've gone to foreign countries, not. like I've gone to Mexico and stuff during football season, and I'll find a stream of like the Alabama game, but that's not work. That's for my fandom. Like that's stuff I want to watch, you know, like I'll watch the bears. If I have it on my phone mm. and I'm just sitting by the pool, mm. I'll watch the bulls, the bears game. Mm. Like I'm not going to sit here and watch, you know, a Sox game every night or a Cubs game or a, a bulls no. game every night. But if it's like, there's only so many bears in, in Alabama games that like, that's for my fandom. I'm yes. going to watch that because, yes. because what else am I doing? Like I have to sit and just stare at the pool or, or read reading. <laughs> Well, I'd say this. Most resorts now, most pools, most beaches, they have Wi-Fi connection. So, you know, in the last year, I've been on a couple of trips where I've been in situations where I'm at the beach and I have full Wi-Fi capabilities. And I don't even I bring a book with me to the the water side and the book never opens because I was reading. I wasn't necessarily reading uh, Twitter, but I was on social media and then reading articles that I saw from social media. So, like, I don't know. I, I feel like you can disconnect while also having the media with you. Like, I guess the, the response I would say is just don't participate. Like, you don't need to interject into the conversation. You'll be back. We'll, we'll get your thoughts when you get back, right? Like, that's the way I – like, I wasn't firing off thoughts – on the Bears while I was in Italy back no. in September. Like, I was like, ah, I'll get to it when I get back. But I, I was aware of what was going on. Yeah. I just didn't need to fire off tweets about it, you know? I take some of the apps off my phone because I can still read and still get the news without it. Sure. Because I just yeah. don't want to be tempted. I just, you know, if you are, are Chris Black, though, you, you mm. know, when you are on the beach, usually what Chris does is get drunk the night before and then bake in the sun and yeah. on, 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 on takes pictures. 
of here. Yeah, you it's just possible. Re- that's usually well, possible. A, no, a go-to. I, no, yeah. I have it here. Now, yeah. That, like, yeah, you, you baking in the uh, yeah, sun that's, and just relaxing. It's, it's the best way to uh, get over a hangover. You know, you get, oh, yeah. you get a good uh, sandwich down at the beach, some quesadillas. Uh, sandwich. Uh, <laughs> nothing like a good sandwich. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So You were talking about rom-coms. Yeah. I, I have... Uh, Do you have a list? No, I don't have a list, but like the argument of whether something is or isn't a rom-com, I feel like it's very basic of what is and isn't a rom-com. Is Obviously, it, you have to laugh. Is it subjective? It has to be a funny movie. Yeah. Like the goal, like not funny in parts. The goal of the movie has to be funny. Mm, and sure. also two people that aren't in love end up in love. Yes. Like that's it. So yeah. to me, Jerry Maguire is a rom-com because I don't consider that a sports movie. I consider it a uh, romantic comedy that happens to take place in the workplace of sports. Yeah, but it, it's on the uh, lesser funny end of the rom-com yes. end. Like, it's not a comedy. It's a lot, but it's so much sports content, and that's what I pay attention to first. Yeah, yeah, and it's plus, a good movie. And plus, yeah. and plus, host made me cut up all the sports stuff. Oh. It's so, like, you, so you forget the plot. Well, yeah, it's like if Arliss fell in love. Right? Like, that's, that's <laughs> oh, the Arliss. difference. Arliss. Oh. Remember Arliss? Oh, you're talking about Lame's Lame's But, like, Coming to America is definitely a rom-com. Like, definitely. It's funny. Someone, two people who are not in love end up in love. Yes. Rom-com. But then you have the hosts that make you cut up the funny parts about McDowell's and all the other stuff. Yeah. Like, what yeah. about the plot? The plot is actually he falls in love. That was the whole deal. Or the Super Bowl like, or the, the football game. Yeah. Did you see the, the football game yesterday? Like that thing? Like that point? Like, that's all right. I yes. get it. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. This is what some old, the old school host, which we'll see at the uh, 25th anniversary, would make you do. Cut up the sports angles and sports content mm-hmm. in Listen, movies like that i i right? feel you and you know our thoughts on it i mean the fact that abdallah and i you know 10 years ago are being asked to cut up uh lines from caddyshack it's like brother are we is that really the only movie that can be referenced on sports talk radio is that well, you know really how long what we're we've doing? been here? we've been here so long that old navy used to be a borders and we would take the company card if we didn't have a movie for the right, sound right bite, down the street, down down the block, yeah, here. down the block here on the corner, and go to the borders, go upstairs to the DVD and music section, yeah. buy the DVD with the company card, oh, and yeah. come back so the producer could use the five second clip that they needed, and then send it back just yeah, for that. Because this yeah, is and before then, and then return it. This is before every scene Brutal. was on YouTube and every scene was available that you could just find on Vimeo or whatever. Yeah. Like you couldn't find stuff. Oh, you had to go get it. Yeah. Jonathan also remembers you could it was a hard rule in this town. You could not come back from a commercial break unless you had a sound clip from oh. a movie. Mm-hmm. So, every so, time. so a, a sports radio segment was not allowed to begin until you heard a movie clip. Yes. That's it. it even yes. if the clip had no reference to anything, yes. you had mm-hmm. to jam it in there. You had to force it right in there and say, here you go. <laughs> Seriously. Have a movie clip. God forbid or, if you just come out of break with just music or our liner. Or well, thoughts. Wait, wait. What liner? Or sports thoughts. Hold on a second. No liners back then. Yeah, that's so, right. So just, just for context, because I know people don't know. So, Chris, 25-year anniversary of the station, right? Yeah. The can't fir- wait. The first two years of the station, I was producing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so I know exactly. The first three years. Sure. First three years of, the station, of this station, I was producing. Not here, but I was producing. Yeah. And so I know that pain of being able to go someplace and um, find one clip and then take it back to mm-hmm. Blockbuster. <laughs> the, 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 the one in Bend, Oregon, or wherever the, yeah. the last one is at Blockbuster. Well, you yeah. know how many movies we got rid of here when we were, like, cleaning stuff out? Like, it was crazy. Yeah. The amount of like, just that people won't, VHSs, DVDs, that, like, well, no one has any use for these. Yeah. And we just got rid of them because no one's going to play VHSs anymore. 
<laughs> so Here, here's amazing. a question for you, Jonathan. What's that? Here's a question in the Go Twitch ahead. chat. Hmm. I'll let you read it. Right there in the Twitch chat. You can watch us. ESPN 1000. Yeah. yeah, yeah. ESPN uh, 1000 Chicago. Uh, Murph. Was it worse producing for Cap or Mike Murphy? Well, I never produced for Cap. I never produced his shows. Mike Murphy, absolutely. Murph. The answer is Murph. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. <laughs> I never produced for Cap, but Mike Murphy, absolutely. An absolute nightmare. I uh, produced for both. Jonathan's right. 100%. I produced one show for Murph. Yeah, was and that I, fun for you? Uh, that's why it was only one show for Murph. <laughs> wow, got out, huh? So I'm still going to therapy for mine. Yeah, I got out. Black and Abdallah coming up next in for green. <laughs> you have a good afternoon, man, okay? Well, thank you very Sit much, man. Enjoy the beach. Enjoy this weather. Grab a sweater. Grab a, a nice blanket. Grab a red stripe and say so with good. me, hooray, beer. Do not let the bulls get you down, oh, man. Oh, 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 it's okay, you. man. Give us some sunshine there. It's oh, yeah. okay. Do not let them let you down. Only 25 games left, man. 24. 24 Black. games left, man. Black oh, Abdallah. there's my song, man. Play it louder yeah, for man. me. Black and Abdallah are next. Cap hates you. See ya. No shots. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We host weeknights here at ESPN 1000, 6 to 8, each and every night on ESPN 1000. Now we're in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000. Also tomorrow, Black and oh. Abdallah, back-to-back days in okay. for Greeny right here on ESPN 1000. Can we say back-to-back-to-back because Monday also? That's new to me. No, it's not. I was unaware of Monday. Really? Yeah. Until you joked to, to Jonathan about it. No, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Next All right. week. Let's do it. I'm just telling you. Greeny each day? I'm just telling you. Has one place to start. Here we go! <laughs> Only one place to start. So, Adam, we start with this. Yesterday, the Chicago Bears have closed on the property in Arlington uh, Heights. The purchase agreement is now purchased. The Bears are going to leave Soldier Field. It's just a matter of time now because now they have this piece of property. They will figure out the best way to build up a stadium to get that funded. And I think what is something I take away from the letter the Bears sent out yesterday was that they say on the record that they will not be seeking public funding to build the structure of the stadium. Now, they will be looking for tax assistance when mm-hmm. it comes to building out everything else around the Arlington Park race course and uh, building that into a megaplex with a stadium, a shopping center, and everything else that goes with it. Uh, but the purchase agreement, the Bears have closed on the property in Arlington Heights. Yeah, I think it's obviously uh, the next stepping stone was uh, actually acquiring the uh, land and paying the money for the land. And then now you have to come up with the actual renderings we've seen a few renderings but now you have to like come up with the plan hire people to you know orchestrate that plan and build it and all that kind of stuff and then you actually have to 
you know, break ground and build it. And I'm fine with them, obviously, not taking taxpayer money for the stadium. I'm also fine with them taking taxpayer money to build up the area around it because the residents are going to benefit from that area. Like, that is a destination now for concerts, for football games, obviously, but for, you know, national events, hopefully Final Fours, hopefully a national championship game, hopefully, obviously, a Super Bowl. If you build a new stadium, you get a Super Bowl. Maybe uh, some Big Ten championship games, they start moving around. Maybe... Someone, I believe they tweeted at this or it was in the Twitch chat. Maybe the combine starts moving around and you could do the combine in Arlington Heights. Like you could do a ton of stuff that is now in a close to a bigger city. Like I know that Lucas Oil is in the middle of the city, but Arlington Heights isn't that far. It's 12 miles away. Like it's a half hour, 40 minutes away. So in traffic, like that's not a far place to have people come in. And so to me, like if you're building up that area or you're putting restaurants, you're putting hotels, you might put a casino, you're putting... A bunch of uh, other entertainment things. Like, I compare it to Rosemont. Rosemont has a Zanies. Rosemont has a Bub City where they do concerts. We've done our fantasy football uh, convention out there before as well. So, like, you've they've got tons of, like, things to model it after that could make it a viable property. To me, the rich history of the Chicago Bears is definitely something where you're used to seeing them play at Soldier Field. And you could argue the greatest football team ever assembled played at Soldier Field, the 85 Bears. Uh, the, the thing that I also c- consider when you think about the history of the team playing on the lakefront is that they haven't always played on the lakefront. Uh, they were at Wrigley Field before they moved to Soldier Field in the early 70s. And yeah, it's been about 50 years of, of, of playing football on the lakefront with the scenic pictures that you get from uh, that situation. But really, what this team needs is to own their own stadium. And the other piece of this that doesn't go along with the game day activities is that the Bears need to create something that could be an attraction 365 days a year. We heard when Kevin Warren was announced to the media that he's the new uh, president of the team that Kevin Warren is aware of this. He's also someone who has gotten a major stadium built in recent times in NFL history where Minnesota has an incredible stadium that has hosted all of the different events that you were talking about. And it is a beautiful place that allows people to experience the Minnesota Vikings throughout the year. Now, I think the Bears have an opportunity where they could create their own Hall of Fame. They can create all these different non-game day activities that could go along with the idea that you make a lot of money when you're hosting your own games, hosting your own events. And I I think that's the key here, is that the Bears, to get to the next level of great franchises in today's current landscape of the NFL, you just have to own your own stadium. And it's not necessarily shade at the city of Chicago or at the mayor or at their planning or at Soldier Field. It's that it's unrealistic for the Bears to ever own their own stadium in downtown Chicago. It's just not... A possibility. There's yeah. no land for them to purchase to then build. And the current setup at Soldier Field doesn't cut it. So that needs an upgrade. And even if and when it does get upgraded, the Bears will still not own their own stadium. And therefore, yesterday, you know, it's just another step as we inch towards a solution where the Bears eventually, I would imagine six, seven, eight years from now, mm-hmm. will be playing football outside 
of downtown Chicago. And it'll be in Arlington Heights. And there we we were hosting last night, Black Ham Dollar, six eight. We had a lot of phone callers who oh, were yeah. uh, very resistant to this idea of change. A lot of people really bothered by the Bears moving out of the city. And and the one thing you would have to say to those people is look around the National Football League. You can easily spot many teams and many top flight teams that don't play in the downtown area of the city that the team is is located. The San Francisco 49ers play in Santa Clara. That is not in downtown San Francisco. The Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington. Uh, they play in Arlington. Arlington, yeah. Arlington, uh, Texas, yeah. Not in downtown Dallas. No. The New York Giants and the New York Jets play in New Jersey. Yep. Meadowlands, yeah. There are teams, if you look at one of the best teams in the last 10 years, 20 years, the New England Patriots, I think most people would say the biggest city they are attached to would be Boston, playing Foxborough. You want to talk about a horrible stadium to get in and out of. There's literally one road to get in and out of that place. It's horrible. So when you look around the National Football League, this is how business is done. Yeah. Stadiums are no longer built in the city limits, in the grid, Like they were back in the day. And unfortunately, when you look at the way uh, things have kind of transpired for the lakefront, the lakefront's beautiful. And if they can do something with that stadium to repurpose it for someone else, as far as soccer and different events and concerts, that'll be great. Unfortunately, the Bears will never own that stadium, so they're going to move. George McCaskey said it famously, whether it's held against him or not. He's a fan. He's not a football guy, right? He's also a business owner. And... The goal of your business is to make money. Like, yeah, people are are diehard Bears fans, but the NFL is a business, and it operates as such. And that's why it always churns out a ton of money. It's constantly the highest-rated TV show whenever it's on. And part of that business is maximizing your asset. And the only way to maximize their asset when they do decide to sell, because they will sell eventually, the Bears owners will sell eventually, is to own your new stadium. Your asset goes up in value almost a billion dollars the second you own your own stadium that's all it takes oh yeah we own our stadium okay cool here's an extra billion for your for your franchise they'd be dumb not to do it the only way i could see the bears staying is if the city of chicago the mayor whoever said yeah now you own the keys to the stadium we're turning it over here's the lease there you go it's yours do whatever you want to with it that'd be the only way they would possibly stay but that ship has sailed so now it's done sorry one place to start here on Greeny, the Bears complete its purchase of the Arlington Heights race course. It's Black and Abdallah. We're in for Greeny today. We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776, live in Chicago. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. In for Greeny, this is the old Will Kane music. In for Will Kane. Yeah. Uh, Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app, live in Chicago, talking to Mark in Buffalo Grove. We're talking Bears. What's up, Mark? Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I heard the show last night, and first, is pot pie really a soup? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. they sell it. I mean, I'm not going to. 
I mean, it's not actually a pot pie. It's not actually it's, pot. Yeah, it's 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 like a chicken. It's like a creamy chicken soup with bread with like pot pie breading in it. Like a stew with crust, kind of. All right. Well, there's no crust. Uh, they take the crust and they crumble it up into the soup. Oh, yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'll have to give yeah. that a whirl. Um, but I heard the show last night, and then for yeah. the, the one gentleman, the one Jackaloon who was comparing, who said that the South Loop was up and coming, was, was certainly lost in, in, in his own reality. Um, but um, I, I had a question for you, actually, about the draft I wanted to get to. Sure. Um, so there's, there's the two top defensive talents, right? Is that is Carter and Anderson, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy from Alabama is the one who sacks the quarterback, mm-hmm. and the other guy from Georgia is like an interior defensive lineman. Correct. I don't know if I would utilize a top five pick on a guy who doesn't sack the quarterback. Um, and so I feel like if we, if we can't get the Alabama uh, gentleman, then we can we should consider maybe going further back and looking to get that offensive lineman from Northwestern. But I don't know, I'm a little wary about drafting an interior defensive lineman uh, at four. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a fair point, Mark. Uh, I would say when you look at Jalen Carter, his last two years at Georgia, he had three sacks in 2021. He had three sacks in 2022, I know that some people look at Carter and they say in some of the big games last year for Georgia, Carter wasn't necessarily a difference maker. I, I saw a player that uh, if you were watching Georgia each and every week, he he is a d- difference maker. Just in the playoff game, he wasn't really. And then it was a complete blowout in the championship game against TCU that uh, I don't know if you could really highlight one individual bulldog as the guy that was the reason why they, they were so much better than TCU on that day. But he is a difference maker. Whether or not he can be like Aaron Donald, yeah. I don't know if he can get to that point. Um. But we have seen defensive tackles with an ability at the, the next level to get to the quarterback. You know, we, we look at Watt. We look at uh, Donald. We, we've seen that in the past. But I, I do understand Mark's point. If you have a top five pick, you need a guy that needs to get to the quarterback. If not... And that's a conversation we can have. The Bears can certainly move back multiple times because there's teams in the top 10, not only Houston, not only uh, Indianapolis at four, but the Raiders at seven and the Panthers at nine both need quarterbacks. And if you deep, yeah. if you go even deeper into the teens, that's where you find the Jets at 13, you find the Commanders at 16, Tampa Bay at 19, all teams that are going to need quarterbacks. So I think there will be opportunity to move back if Ryan Poles wants to continue doing that. Yeah, and I think that, you know, to address Mark's uh, question on Anderson or Carter, my uh, dream scenario would be for them to take Will Anderson because they've signed Deron Payne, right? That, to me, is like the best situation. You get the best defensive guy available who can stop the run for you, and then you also you trade back to four or wherever – and you end up getting Will Anderson, and that you know gets your you have a guy that gets to the quarterback. So I think you can get both. Like obviously you can't get both Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. It's one or the other, or not or neither. If you end up trading back even further, sure. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a there needs to. I also think that the if you trade out of the top five, then you should be looking offense. That's my philosophy going into this draft, and I think it will be for the next two and a half months or whatever. Because to me, if you if you're not getting one of those top two guys, then you can get offensive line, you can get wide receivers. Every mock draft I look at now has the wide receiver runs starting earlier and earlier in the first round. I saw one today from Pro Football Focus that had it starting around like the twelfth pick, around uh, where Houston picks right there. 
So if you're getting uh, top-end talent, to me the, the emphasis should be on helping Justin Fields and, and finding out whether or not he is officially the guy. I think he's the guy. You think he's the guy. The Bears think he's the guy. Now help him. Surround him with talent. You can spend on the defense. You can get other talent later in the draft, but I'm just talking this from a perspective of whether you draft in the top five or whether you draft from like nine to the end of the draft, right? Like there are different different scenarios. If you're picking with the third or fourth pick or the second or fourth pick, don't take a wide receiver or an offensive lineman. That's not where the value is. The value is in Carter Anderson. But if you're back further... Then it changes my mindset if I'm Ryan Poles. I'm like, well, you know, Quentin Johnston's there or Zay F- uh, Flowers is there or there's a bunch of other guys at, at the offensive tackle position that are there that could be taken there to help, you know, protect Justin Fields or help him by adding a weapon. And you know how this works, right? At the moment, it seems like there are three quarterbacks at the top. Bryce Young from Alabama, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, and then Will Levis from Kentucky. The drop-off between Levis and Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, seems to be kind of steep. And there are teams, like Adam's kind of listing off, when you're looking at the value, there's only three quarterbacks. There's more than three teams in the top ten that need a quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. So then those teams that I listed off in the teens, you're looking at the Jets, the Commanders, the Buccaneers. How desperate do they get knowing that, you know, I can't be sitting where I'm at and still get a quarterback who could be our future. Like, do we have to jump the Raiders at seven to get to that spot for Will Levis? Mm -hmm. Like, that's where I think Ryan Poles can really maximize the value of this is you're collecting assets as you move back with the idea, as Adam just mentioned, that the wide receivers, theoretically, the run on the wide receivers are likely to start around the mid-teens, like 14, 15, 16. That's where we've seen some of these projections. Yeah. And if you need a wide receiver who could turn into a number one, like a Jordan Addison, for example, who's not necessarily number one on the board, but has produced at a very high level in college football at Pitt two years ago and at USC last year. Like, that's a guy that you could take in the mid-teens and still get the, the maximum value for it. But if you're able to move for one to four, four to nine, or four to eight, and then move back to, like, 13 or 16, mm-hmm. now at that point, you're collecting multiple second-round picks, multiple third-round picks, uh, I, I would imagine along the way you've picked up a first rounder. Better. Right? So, like, at that point, not only is Ryan Pohl setting up the team for success for the future, but you're also still getting a player who could be impactful for the young quarterback, which I think we all agree on is the most important thing, right? Like, the most important thing is setting up Justin Fields for success. Yeah. And, and once you're able to do that, I, I think that's where everything will start to click and, and make a lot of sense with this team. Uh, offensive line, I don't know, and I agree with you. I don't think I would spend that that top 10 pick, top 15 pick on an offensive lineman. I feel like if we look at the different uh, great offensive lines in the NFL, you can find linemen almost anywhere in the draft. It's almost like you just need bodies and then to develop the bodies, where if you're spending a first top pick on a lineman, that's a that's a really high break or bust situation. But mm-hmm. instead, what we've seen in the last few years is you get a wide receiver in the top 10, top 15, 
those guys immediately changed the game. Yeah. And 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 it it's happening happening more so now than it was maybe in previous generations because all college football is now is passing. That's all it is. It is spread and it is passing. And wide receivers are entering the NFL even more skilled than they were previously. And same goes with quarterbacks. The quarter all the quarterbacks do in high school into college football is pass the football. Yeah. Right? So like it is just a different game. And that's where I think the highest value would be getting something for your your quarterback, a weapon, and or drafting somebody who can get after the other team's quarterback. Well, also, I think it says something about who Ryan Poles is, right? Like, Ryan Poles is a former offensive lineman. He should know offensive linemen, right? Like, he should know... Like, he found Braxton Jones. I would say that Braxton Jones was a great find. Sure. As deep into the draft as he found him. So, I would use the later picks. If I'm Ryan Poles, I'm saying, look, I can find you offensive linemen. I can find dudes in the third round that could be day one starters. This is what I do. This is what I used to do. I can find those guys. I mean, I saw this pro football focus mock draft that I'm referencing, Chris. Like, this has... You want to know how wild this one is? This one has... With the ninth pick, the Carolina Panthers sec- uh, selecting C.J. Stroud. Ninth. Ninth. No. Ninth. Will Levis goes second. And then you've got the quarterback dropping all the way. And then the run on, see, the run on wide receivers in this one starts uh, with the 23rd pick with Jor- with um, the Vikings getting Jordan Addison. Quentin Johnson obviously goes higher. But then Jackson Smith and Jig was gone. Jalen Hyatt's gone. Uh, Zay Flowers is gone. Like So if the Bears want a wide receiver and these guys continue to move higher and higher and higher on the draft board, they might have to move back a couple times to get that. Or you just move back once with the Panthers and you end up getting... I think you can get more from the Panthers because they're moving up all the way from 9 to 1 you can get more draft picks out of them and end up with a difference-making player from day one. Black and Abdallah, we're in for Greeny. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. <laughs> it's Black and Abdallah. We're in for Greeny today. Hello. Here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Do you hear about this? We have a fantastic celebration Dude. coming up. Our 25th anniversary celebration here at ESPN 1000. It's going to be the biggest party of the year. We have guests from ESPN 1000's 25-year history that will be in attendance. I have new news on that, too. In just a second, I have news on that. You do not want to miss out on this. Tickets will sell out fast. It's Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11 a.m. The live show goes on from noon to 6 p.m. It's at the House of Blues right here in downtown Chicago. You can purchase tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. 21 plus event with a valid ID required. Use the hashtag ESPNShy25. This event is going to be fantastic. Friday, March 24th, noon to 6 at the House of Blues right here on ESPN 1000. It will feature a reunion of Mac, Yurko, Harry, that's right. Can't wait. That's going to be awesome to see live in person. But Abdallah, it doesn't stop there. Oh, man. Oh, I have a man. New list of individuals 
who are scheduled to appear live at the House of Blues. How about this? Jay Cutler. Wow. It all, the Jay Cutler Show reunion. How about that? Robbie Gold. Ooh. Eddie Olchek. Eddie Edzo. Edzo. Edzo's going to be there. Yes. Man. Scheduled to be there at the House of Blues. How about Jordan and Shay Cornette? Oh, the happy couple with the new addition. They're bringing the babies? Are they bringing the babies? I hope so, but we're, we're getting the Cap and Company crew back together. That's How about awesome. that? Edzo, Jordan, Shay. Sarah Spain will be there. Nice. Nick Ferdell. You know Nick. <laughs> oh, there better be burgers involved then. I wonder if he's staying at my place. Probably. Uh, all right. I'll find out the day before. Yep. And uh, his he'll, laundry. He'll have a bag of laundry for yeah. me and my wife to do for him. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Canellis will be here. I produced a couple of those shows. It was uh, Luke Canellis. It was like he, he did like a building show too. It was yeah. like hit sports takes yeah. and like carpentry. <laughs> Lou works here for it a long great. time. I love Lou. Lou's awesome. Fred Eubner. Hell yeah. Fred will be there. It'll we be hosted great. with him for years. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll be able to uh, have a beer with Fred. That'll be good, right? Of course. I'm sure Sylvie will ask what's up his can. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about this one? I love this one. Oh, yeah. Ray Flores. Sweet baby Ray. Update anchor. Now, Voice of boxing. If you're if you're new to ESPN 1000, I know that a lot of you have been with us for the 25 years because both Adam and I, uh, we both listened to this station before we got internships at the station. Yeah. So we were fans of ESPN 1000 before we interned here, before we got a job here, before we were able to get on the air. Uh, so we've been with this station from before we even started working here, uh, 06, 07, when we were interns. But I'll say this. Ray Flores, he was an update anchor here at ESPN 1000. Uh, You and I were producing nights, usually for Jonathan Hood and Jeff Dickerson. Ray would be here with us each and every night, and he was a joy to hang out with each and every night. Eventually, uh, I became roommates with him for a a short period of time. And I became neighbors with him for (laughs) a short uh, period of time. So, yes, it will be great to see Ray Flores in attendance. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Those are the latest names on the list. More to come, scheduled to appear live at the House of Blues. So, I'll date this. Uh, I was producing Waddle and Sylvie. They were on... In the middays, the first time Jay Cutler called in. Oh, yes. Yeah. He called in and was just like a caller. He, he wanted to talk to Steve. He Isn't wanted that to, what he, the, the he, famous line is? But here's the thing. He called in and I picked up and he's like, hey, it's Jay Cutler. And I was like, huh? Yeah, sure. And I go, no, it's not. And he goes, no, it's Jay Cutler. I want to I want to talk to Waddle. And I was like, okay. Um well, Waddle and Sylvie are on right now. They're, and I didn't want to get got, right? Like, I'm filling in. Like, right. I'm not producing Waddle and Sylvie. Yeah, you're trying I'm to... I'm filling um... in as a, for a producer who's on vacation or sick or whatever. And I am sweating. Like, because I don't want to get got. Like, I don't want to think that it's Jay Cutler and then he comes on the air and it's not. And then the guys... And then I never see the light of day again as a producer. And I'm sequestered to nights and weekends forever. And it, the, the the butterfly effect of me getting got by someone impersonating Jay Cutler sure. is, is, a, is an ending story right there, right? So I go, well, they just went to break. Why don't you call back in like five minutes? So he's like, yeah, no problem. So he hangs up. I call the Bears right away. And I'm like, hey... uh, did someone give Jay our phone number? And he's like, oh, yeah, we did. Jay wants to talk to, to Waddle and Sylvie. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So Jay calls back, and I'm like, all right, you're going to be on with uh, Waddle and Sylvie. And that's when we got the, I called to talk to, to Steve. Yeah, right. And he called in to talk to Waddle and Sylvie. But, like, 
I must have sweat through an entire shirt <laughs> because I was so nervous that this was not going to be Jay Cutler. Yeah, it's a great story. And I feel like that stuff used to happen a little bit more back in the day because obviously as social media uh, came about, athletes tend to need us less. Yeah. Right? Because they have their own voice. They have their own platforms. They have their own podcasts. They have their own stuff that they can control their own message. Back in the day, the athlete or the uh, executive in town needed sports radio to get the message out there or to sit just to do whatever they wanted to. Mm -hmm. If they're uh, promoting a charity event, you know, in today's day and age, they need us less. Yeah. Uh, So you're right. People would randomly call the hotline and be Mm -hmm. like, I'm so-and-so. Can I go on? Yeah. You'd be like, wow, really? Like, uh, I remember uh, producing Talking Baseball for uh, Bruce Levine once. Jeff Samarja would come on all the time, right? Local Mm -hmm. guy who goes to Notre Dame. Then he's... He's, he's a wide receiver, and he's a pitcher and all this stuff. Samarja, whenever he would come on the show on Saturday mornings, would call in 45 minutes early because he wanted to listen to, to the sports radio. To know what you guys were talking about. Well, he also like he wanted to talk about yeah. what was being talked exactly, about. Exactly, so, yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool. Hey, Twitchers, ESPN 1000 Chicago, I see you in the Twitch chat. You better be there. Yeah, uh, that's right. House of Blues, Friday, March 24th. You got to be there. Purchase tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. It's going to be a fantastic time. Black and Abdallah, we'll be back in two minutes. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.